0: Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt.
1: Well, howdy, 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 friends. We are talking water, water, water today on the Frontier Freedom Hour, hosted by the Centennial Institute. You know, I was a river guide for five summers on the Arkansas River. It's why I appreciate water. I used to wake up every single day and look at what the CFS flow was for Browns Canyon, the headwaters of the Arkansas River near Buena Vista, Colorado, and understand that if you don't have good water, you don't have a good recreation industry. I used to make it a habit to try to jump out of my boat just about every day and float in that ice-cold snowpack water coming down from Twin Lakes Reservoir, stored up there all winter long and then released to uh, happy rafters going down the Arkansas River. We're talking with Greg Walcher, who is one of the most recognized, and respected natural leaders in natural resource policy about water issues. If you missed the first few segments, go back to our webpage, FrontierFreedomRadio.com. You can listen to the podcast there. We read a lot of stats about the water problems. We talked about the original kind of history Of water law in the state of Colorado, some of the challenges that California environmentalists are bringing here. So Greg, thanks so much for being on the program. Can you give us an idea of maybe some solutions? What, in your mind, do we need to do uh, little baby steps, maybe all the way to the bigger ideas that could really affect the water challenges we're facing in the state? But can you give us some hope, Mr. Walter?
0: (laughs) Well, the the bottom line for Colorado is always going to be the ability to store water during the wet periods so that we can use it in the dry periods. If we can't do that, there just simply isn't any water. And as you say, we depend on it for everything, not just our showers and lawns and faucets, but uh, also agriculture and recreation and everything in between. So it's hugely important in our state. And every time there's a threat to it, as we were talking about with the Bureau, Colorado ought to say, we'll work these issues out among ourselves, but to all of the other states and the federal government, we ought to say unequivocally: under no circumstances are we going to change the the, the compacts that entitle us to this water, and uh, we will and we, we will insist that it be administered correctly, and that people within this state will make the decisions.
1: We need more control, more control, and this is kind of what we talked about with Jennifer Fielder last week with the American Lands Council. It's just the federal government's control over the western United States. It's really unprecedented. It's not really like anywhere else in the United States. Do, I mean, do other states have more control over their water than than we do here?
0: Uh, well, yes, they do, because Colorado is the, is the rooftop state. It's the state where all of the water that falls on it flows out of the state. None of it flows in from anywhere else. And so, yeah, this is the state where 19 million people in 16 other states depend on on water from colorado 19 million so our people. water situation is very different from all of the other states most of whom have way more control over what they do with it than colorado whose water is uh is divvied up by inner inter- compacts and supreme court agreements and memos of understanding and two international treaties and all the rest
1: greg can you give us a little insight some people have seen headlines a little bit of the news about that challenge we're facing with the state of nebraska over the platte river what what is that all about
0: it's it's a part of an ancient deal in which nebraska is entitled to the use of some water from the south platte more than than they're getting the solution to they're proposing literally to condemn water within colorado and build a giant canal into nebraska uh which is which is politically speaking is never going to happen but but the easier solution is um it's, it's not that complicated. We need to work together with Nebraska to build more water storage so that both states can get the water they need.
1: Seems like water storage is a really big deal. I mean, that was, that was the sense that came out of the Western Caucus. We need more. And they, now they recommended high alpine water storage. Can you explain to folks what that means?
0: Well, it's just what you were saying earlier, that the higher you store water, the less of it you lose to evaporation. We can also store water underground in various places in Colorado where there's no evaporation uh, and no dam that affects the habitat of fish and so on. There's lots of different ways to do it. But the reason we started out this this whole show with the little description of statistics is to remind people that 80% of the water in Colorado comes in the form of snow, so we get it all during a four-month period, and that will never change. And so that will always mean uh, we can't control the amount of rain, the amount of snow, and so on. So instead of focusing on what we can't control, we ought to focus on storage and diversion and use, proper use, which we can control.
1: A water. I mean, a lot of people don't understand that a lot of the reservoirs are built, especially around the city of Denver, for particularly for water control. From what I understand historically reading, Chatfield was built after the Plum Valley flood that brought a tremendous amount of water right down the South Platte and just just knocked out huge portions of Denver in the 19, early 1900s, I believe that was. So it, uh, yeah, so, and there's, there's similar
0: examples all over the state. So many of the reservoirs have a, have a, a multi sort of multitask kind of function, but flood control is a big part of the, of the reason we have Chatfield and Cherry Creek and all sorts of other reservoirs in Colorado. They, they supply, the storage that we need for the water and they control when it comes down the river so we don't have these massive floods and 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 so that we have water during the dry periods
1: do you think we'll get out of this drought anytime soon oh sure
0: i'm a big believer in climate change jeff the climate changes all the time <laughs> it some sometimes it's warmer sometimes it's cooler some years we get way more snow we have the driest year in the colorado river in oh two uh, and the wettest year in 2011. So, yeah, it's 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 cyclical. And when we do have wet years, we need to hang on to that water because there will be another drought afterwards.
1: Friends, I think water issues are something we've got to elevate, especially within the conservative movement. We've got a good cadre of leaders, members of Congress and senators from the Western United States that are willing to lead on this issue. I've brought this up, Greg, among a number of national conservative organizations like the Heritage Foundation groups like that saying, you guys are ignoring Western issues. If you go to CPAC, you're never going to hear about Western water issues. It's just not not kind of front page, general conservative movement issues. But to a large portion of the United States, it's absolutely critical. And we've almost ceded it entirely to the environmentalists and to the leftists. And we're not leading, with the exception of Greg Walcher, who's on with us now, who's one of the most recognized and respected natural leaders on natural resource policy, but but you don't see it among the general conservative movement. Greg, what do we need to do to elevate Western issues to the forefront of national conservatism?
0: Well, two things. First, we have to keep raising the issue as as you have done. I've I've raised the issue with CPAC several times. There people who run it are friends of mine and they're sympathetic, but I understand their their problem is that most of their audience isn't from places like Colorado uh, and people's eyes glaze over about the issue it's one of the reasons that you're hosting the Western Conservative Summit is so important because it, it gives us a chance to focus specifically on Western issues when we have a bunch of leaders in the room um, so we have to do that and the second thing is we have to fight the federal government when they when they overreach and that elevates the awareness of the issue right into the halls of Congress
1: Friends, we're going into a big election here in the state of Colorado. And as you know, we're not in the business of winning campaigns or getting anybody elected, but we do raise issues. And I would encourage all of our listeners because we are the frontier freedom hour. We're more rural. We focus in on Western rural issues. We think they're important. I live on a little ranch. I've got a little bit of livestock, not a lot, but they run out of water. They all die. I think we all understand these issues more than the Boulder leaders and the Denver city leaders do in this state. They're never going to really address these issues unless we raise them. And all these candidates, from Jared Polis to Heidi Ganahl to Joe O'Day to Michael Bennett, are going to be out there this legislative cycle, this election cycle, and it's up to us to talk to them about it. You've got to raise this. You've got to try to get water protections, water rights, water issues back over to the state of Colorado, protect our interests, talk about what's happening in the North Platte and in Nebraska, talk about what's happening in the San Juan Valley, talk about what's happening with water on the Western Slope, all of those, bring those up, bring up the multi-state compacts. Let's figure out ideas. This doesn't have to be a partisan issue. I would appreciate if Governor Polis would lead on these and be strong on water issues and push back against the Biden administration. Uh, I'm not sure he, he will, but uh, maybe we can create enough pressure that, that he would, because this shouldn't be a partisan issue. Uh, Greg, we've got about a minute, 30 seconds here. Any final comments for our listeners? Again, we're talking with Greg Walcher, who's one of the foremost experts on natural resource policy. What is your kind of final word to our listeners on, on ways that we can be addressing these issues?
0: I agree with what you just said. These issues are not partisan, they shouldn't be partisan, and in the history of Colorado, they've never been partisan, uh, perhaps until really recently. But you'll remember that when the EPA tried to control every drop of water in America through the waters of the U.S. rule, Colorado was the one that went to court over it, and 22 states joined that lawsuit. Colorado won that case at the U.S. Supreme Court, even with its previous makeup. Um, but but then there was an election and a different attorney general, and since then, Colorado literally sued the federal government demanding federal control of Colorado water, <laughs> demanding that they reinstate that, that Lotus rule. So, uh, as you're saying, this, this, this is the only time this has ever happened, by the way. it's No matter who's in the governor's office, from which political party, Colorado leaders have always viewed federal control as a threat. So to have Colorado going to court demanding federal control is absolutely unheard of and it shouldn't it shouldn't happen it shouldn't be partisan we need we need people in all of those offices who will fight for Colorado and not fight for the other side
1: well greg i really appreciate you being a part of this thank you so much for the wisdom you've brought how can they learn more about the work you're doing greg walcher
0: uh, well they can check on my website is com. there is also a a little book that uh, we put together called where life is written in water, published by the Independence Institute. That's available on their website. Uh, And I have a book that I wrote about natural resources issues that's available on Amazon. It's, uh, It's called Smoking Them Out, The Theft of the Environment and How to Take It Back.
1: I really do think that conservatives need to lead on this. And I'm so grateful to have policy fellows like Greg Walcher, who's connected with so many entities like the Independence Institute, Heartland Institute, groups like that. Let's work on this together. We're hoping to put together maybe a conference this fall on water issues at the Centennial Institute. Friends, you're listening to the Frontier Freedom Radio Hour. You can check us out by going to FrontierFreedomRadio.com. Continue to tune in and be a part of what we're doing. God bless you all.